Hi, I'm Tasha Pierce, and this is Sinister Silhouettes Live. So welcome to another Saturday edition of Sinister Silhouettes, and I'm trying something different today, so let me know if you, besides the stupid light behind me, let me know if you guys notice anything different about the broadcast so that I'll know what I'm doing is either a good thing or something I should not try again (laughs) until I'm a little more skilled at what I'm trying to do here. But yeah, today, today we talk conspiracies and it's just been a, a crazy time for conspiracies because in the meantime, while we're getting ready for this episode, uh, another conspiracy reared its ugly head. And I am completely and 100% sure that this is, well, I'm not sure, but I certainly hope that this one is, uh, is not true. But, you know, enough of the preamble. Let's get right into what the conspiracy entails. And it is uh, the Wayfair scandal. Now, is the company Wayfair trafficking children? That is at the center of the question. So, if what we are reading on uh, the, the basic conspiracy sites, your Reddits, your 4chans, if those sites are true, this is something to think about. And um, in fact, let's just get into what that conspiracy is. How about that? Okay, so a very brief search for prices of office storage cabinets topped off for me right around $2,000. But a Redditor named Princess Peach 1987 brought attention to the fact that Wayfair, which is a... a office supply uh, uh, retailer that they are selling these office storage cabinets for upwards of ten to $20,000. Now, why would that mean that they are engaged in human trafficking? It doesn't necessarily mean it is. And because I don't have the image, I wish I did uh, save the image to show you. These very overpriced uh, pieces of office furniture all have the names of uh, young or or women's names attached to these pieces of office furniture. So first we have them being exorbitantly priced, 10, 20, $30,000. And then we have a female name attached to this. And what conspiracy theorists are thinking at this point is that these are names of children who have gone missing in the past or recent past. And these are the prices that are attached to these children under the guise of selling overpriced uh, office furniture. Now, first and foremost, I don't know what a piece of office storage equipment could do that would make it cost $40,000. So I already am leaning towards why are y'all charging so much? <laughs> what do these things do? Because even if there's no conspiracy, 
if children are not being trafficked. You can't possibly tell me that people are literally paying $40,000 for an office cabinet and it doesn't have any kind of special feature to it. It has to have something to make it worth that much. So either way, we stumbled upon a conspiracy. <laughs> now, let's talk a little about, uh, let's talk about Wayfair. Now, the CEO, the CEO and co-founder, Naraj Shah, he is a uh, one of the co-founders, one of two co-founders of the Boston-based company, that company became an online super retailer pretty much overnight. And it was established in 2002, became a Fortune 500 company by 2019. The net worth of the CEO, Narad Shah, is $2.8 billion. His partner, Steve Conine, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly, is Conine Conine. He is worth also $2.7 billion. And they are saying that these people could very well have earned their billions so quickly by being involved in human trafficking. And of course, all of this is alleged. We don't have the answers. This is just another one of the questions. So somehow, George Soros becomes part of this plot. Now, George Soros, we're going to talk a little bit more about him later. He's a Jewish American billionaire. He is a central figure in almost every recent conspiracy theory. And let me go. I'm sorry, because I'm doing this in a different manner. I am neglecting to see if anybody's here with me today. And if they're not, we show must go on, right? <laughs> so. Uh, George Soros, supposedly owns the entire Democratic Party, like all of them, everybody. And he's also supposedly the puppet master behind Black Lives Matter. Bum, bum, bum. Because Black people aren't really being killed. These deaths are just sacrifices or hoaxes. But anyway, um, yeah, so Soros. I guess we're going to get into him a little bit now. So let me give you my... My next uh, slide, I'm, I'm having so much fun with this right now because this is new. It's a new toy. So Bill Gates, George Soros, and Black Lives Matter. What, what, if anything, could be conspiratorial about those things? I'm so glad you asked. George Soros is 89 years old. He is a billionaire. That is for sure. He does donate money to liberal and anti-authoritarian causes. Is George Soros funding Black Lives Matter and are the protesters really just paid actors? In short, no. <laughs> just like some groups have paid people to attend rallies and such, there may be some protesters paid to participate, but the overwhelming majority of these people uh, are protesting because they are invested in the cause. It's kind of insulting and condescending to allege that Black people and our diverse allies, our very diverse allies, are not being appalled by the uh, loss of Black lives, but we're only out there doing the work because we're getting a paycheck. Now, protesting 
in the midst of a pandemic exposes the protester to the virus along with retaliatory acts by counter protesters and police. And we have seen in recent weeks, we have lost protesters being hit by cars, being shot with rubber bullets, being killed in other manners and it's being labeled suicides. So to say that these people were willing to put their lives on the line for billionaire George Soros for a paycheck. And I'm pretty sure these paychecks are not making them billionaires. Yeah, that's kind of, that's insulting. Now, George Soros couldn't pay me. (laughs) He couldn't pay me enough money to risk my life, but I would be willing to risk my life for the future of my people and my children and my family. So I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on Black Lives Matter because there are people who really believe that Black Lives Matter started in an election in an election year, which even if it did, that would have been an election year that Barack Obama won the presidency. So how would Black Lives Matter be helping him? Unless you're saying that the Black Lives that we say matter uh, went out and voted for him because what? <laughs> because what? I'm not saying that Barack Obama is is uh, the devil incarnate like a lot of people would like to say. I am saying that we experience the exact same pro- problems under a black president that we're experiencing now. So anybody who takes Black Lives Matter as uh, an attack against the current sitting president, I don't know where you were in Obama's eight years because this the exact same thing was going on. This is not something that started in 2016 in an election year. It's not something that started in 2012 in an election year. It started with the ideas of of, uh, several women who decided that uh, enough was enough. They had done the research and they had seen the numbers and they know that there was, there is an increased probability of being killed, especially as a young black man, but being killed as a black person by uh, law enforcement or people who believe that they are uh, working uh, for justice. These people don't believe honestly in their hearts that they're doing something fucked up when they're killing black people. It turns out that they are. A lot of times they are, are wrong in what they assume or ascertain about these black people. But again, not going to not going to uh, go into Black Lives Matter that much, because if you if you believe that and you almost and you're black, if you believe that and you're black, you're almost going to believe anything. You're going to believe that it would only take a billionaire. And we've got several black billionaires if they wanted to throw money at the cause. So what? <laughs> Speaking of black billionaires. Uh, before I go too far into this week's uh, into this week's topics, no more reality show politics. Okay, no more. Do not, <laughs> do not assume that because Kanye West is a great musician and an artist who is very talented, do not assume that he would make a great president. He would not because 
when asked by a Forbes magazine, what party was he running in as a part of? He said the birthday party, because if he wins, everybody's birthday. It's everybody's birthday if he wins. He also says that um, that uh, he's going to build his model, uh, his government after the fictional city of Wakanda that was made very popular by the uh, Marvel movie Black Panther. He also has said, and you know, maybe this is possibly one of his beliefs, really, but he believes that the closest thing to keeping God in the conversation, uh, as far as the United States goes, was the election of one Donald J. Trump, who I'm not going to tell you how I feel. I'm sure, pretty sure, if you've listened to me more than once, you know that I uh, I do not support Donald Trump, and I don't support Kanye West. What has come recently over the last week or so is that A, Kanye is going to run for president and then B, that he's in the midst of a bipolar episode. And that episode is a a manic one where he is going a little overboard, not saying that a bipolar person would not make a good president, A, a bipolar person who understands the limitations of their mental health issues and is doing everything they can to kind of level those uh, mental health tendencies off, they may do an excellent job. Kanye West, on the other hand, is not that person. Kanye West is a person who believes that the medications that has been prescribed for him to, 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 level his bipolar episodes, he believes that it stifles his, his creativity. I'm not 100% sure if that's true, but I do know that uh, he he's possibly not even in his right mind right now, and there are people who are truly considering voting for him. So uh, I have a problem with Kim Kardashian West if he is in the midst of a bipolar manic episode it was not a, a good idea for you to retweet him saying that he was running for president because it's almost like you are supporting him in making a decision based upon uh, the mindset that he's in right now and not his regular uh, state of mind that he, he should be in if he were medicated. Now, if you all uh, think that Kanye West would be a good president. I'd like to hear from you because I want to know why. <laughs> We've already done this. This social experiment or social experiment of uh, uh, un. Oh gosh. Uh, let me see. How do I put it? Uh, unstable billionaire <laughs> making them president of the United States, we've we've seen what happens. And it, you can agree that, uh, that you can say, yeah, Trump is the best thing since sliced bread. In 20 years, when nobody has a dog in the fight, when it's not Republicans versus Democrats, he's not going to go down as a great president. And we definitely don't need another one. We don't need another Trump. We don't need a Kanye West, period. 
We need someone who is going to come in, take everybody's position and everybody's uh, uh, well-being as a factor in making the decisions that need to be made in the highest office of the land. Okay, so politics it is. I always do this. I say I'm not, and then politics, politics, politics. So I apologize if if I've turned anybody off because of that. But uh, truth of the matter is, we I, I cannot support condone uh, anything. Kanye West running for president or anything else because. The man is, is obviously, obviously having a mental health crisis and someone has to be the adult in the room and say, hey, uh, Kanye needs help. OK, so now that we now that I've gone off on that tangent. Let's talk a little bit more about. Uh, Bill Gates, George Soros and Black Lives Matter. Now we've we've touched the Black Lives Matter. We've touched George Soros. Bill Gates. Bill Gates is part of this conversation for uh, the reason of supposedly Bill Gates and his wife are proponents for uh, population control, meaning that there is a set, a set amount of people that they believe that the earth can sustain and they are trying to bring or call the uh, the current population down to that number so that people, uh, you know, the, 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 I guess the things that we have become quite used to, uh, poverty and uh, waste, or, I mean, uh, wealth disparity and those kinds of things, we are used to that now. And those of us on the wrong side of the uh, wealth divide, we are used to being poor. We are not, you know, uh, as used to having rich people problems. So Bill Gates is looking at this as like, okay, people, what he's allegedly looking at this like, okay, people are suffering. There's more than enough for the world to take care of. If we just kill off half of the population, kind of sounds like Thanos. <laughs> and I don't want to say half because I'm pretty sure it's it's more than half that would have to die. <laughs> but um, so. Yeah, Bill Gates is supposedly trying to. Start starting with uh, African countries trying to stop the population growth. That is the belief of a lot of people in Africa. A lot of people in Afri Africa believe that Bill Gates went there under the guise of philanthropy, but really his ulterior motive was to sterilize uh, the population of Africans so that their growth, that that country would see uh, uh, decreased growth. They are also, and, and Africans really believe this. I don't know. I wasn't in Africa when this thing happened. Um, I do know that there were experiments done on Black people in the past and on Puerto Rican women in the past. So I know that uh, 
people are evil enough to do these things under the guise of helping you. So I do know that that can happen. Um, do I believe that Bill Gates is a part of that? I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to give you some of the reasons why people are so uh, sure that Bill Gates is attempting to to uh, do something sinister in the midst of saying that he's helping. And he, he said that he uh, recently said at the beginning of this pandemic that he was going to throw $40 billion behind finding a, a vaccine for this particular virus. And because people are uh, inher inherently uh, distrustful of billionaires, I, I don't understand why. Why do we make these people billionaires and then get scared of them when they're billionaires? Why is it only some billionaires are just horrible, bad people, but then other billionaires are president of the United States, if he's really a billionaire? And I know I'm going back to politics. Ticks. I keep saying I'm not going to, but here I am. But what I'm saying, uh, Oprah Winfrey, supposed to be the most evil woman on the planet. Uh, Bill Gates, George Soros. Um, who else has a lot of money? Beyonce Knowles is supposed to be Italian, pretending to be black. Uh, we could go on. Just anytime somebody gets super, uber rich, they suddenly start twirling their mustache and become this horrible person. Now, I'm not saying that they weren't horrible people before. If you can give me an example of these people doing legitimately horrible shit, then we can talk. But just because black woman, billionaire, Beelzebub, those things just don't have to go together. They don't. You can be a black woman billionaire without being uh, an evil genius. You could have just lucked into a whole bunch of money. But let's talk a little bit about Bill Gates and how he said he was going to throw that $40 billion behind the uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, vaccine. He's been accused, and I'm reading this out of, let me see what magazine this is. I believe it's a Newsweek article. I get to it at the end here. And I'm just going to read it straight from this because who can say it better than them? A New York based tech nonprofit profit falsely rumored to be working with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to implant vaccine microchips in people received so many death threats that it contacted the FBI. And a White House petition demanding the Billionaires Foundation be investigated for medical malpractice and crimes against humanity amassed half a million signatures in three weeks. So Gates, who has announced that his $40 billion foundation will shift its total attention to fighting COVID-19, has been accused of a range of misdeeds from scheming to profit off a vaccine to creating the virus itself. Now on April 8th, Fox News host Laura Ingraham and Attorney General Bill Barr speculated about whether Gates would use digital certificates to monitor anyone who got vaccinated. A Christian right broadcaster, Brandon House of Worldview Watch, 
warned that Gates and the medical globalist deep state were using the crisis to regulate people's fertility depending on their worldview through procreation tickets and microchips. And on Instagram, anti-vax activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. posted a video featuring a 1984-style list audience listening to Gates with text to Garrett... <laughs> with text declaring that the Microsoft Corp co-founder is conducting global social and medical experimentation via the World Health Organization. The New York Times noted that it, that misinformation about Gates has become the most widespread of all coronavirus falsehoods trending online. Yeah. Do I believe that Bill Gates is uh, trying to push forward his plan for uh, population control in the midst of a global pandemic. Do I believe it? No. Does it mean it's not true? It doesn't. There's no true evidence. And that's what I look for. And uh, let's talk about what conspiracies came about that happened to be true that did have evidence to prove it. The strategy exploited the real and painful history of medical abuses against people of color in the US from compulsory or coercive sterilization, sterilization campaigns from the 1910s to the 1960s, including the sterilization of a third of all Puerto Rican mothers between 20 and 49 years old by 1965. Then it was also unsafe contraceptives marketed to poor women of color from the 1970s to the 90s. These are things that are true. Those are things that really happened. The legacy of those abuses could be profound. One 2016 study found that the notorious Tuskegee study, wherein hundreds of black men were left with untreated syphilis so U.S. government researchers could track the progress of the disease led to such mistrust of the medical establishment that it reduced the life expectancy of a generation of black men by more than a year. So in those cases, yeah, the cases that would have actually affected me, the government, rich white people <laughs> were truly involved in uh, in testing and, and harming people of color for the uh, for this the sole purpose of let's see what happened. Let's just watch and see what'll happen. So if you don't believe that somebody could be evil enough to do that, look no further than your own government. Your own government, if you're here in the United States. And I'm pretty sure that my friends from uh, across the pond will be able to tell us uh, conspiracy theories concerning uh, medical and health that, uh, that happened in their countries. It, it's not, I don't think it's, I, I think it's evil but I don't think it's uh, it's only here in the United States that these types of things happen. They just they just happen. People are evil. So 
is Bill Gates uh, ushering in this new world order that will pertain to have uh, population control or, or get these microchips fitted in you? And I, I'm not 100% sure what the microchip is supposed to do once it's in you. So I'm not saying, again, that I don't believe this. I'm saying, what would the microchip do? Do I believe that under the guise of a global pandemic, if somebody wanted to further their evil plan and chip everybody in the world, this would be the time to do it. Uh, there, are, there are a group, a subset of people a lot of them are QAnon believers, and we will get to QAnon. <laughs> but there are a subset of people who are under no circumstance say they are not going to take any vaccine, any chips, any of that shit. They don't want no parts of the coronavirus cure. But there are so many people who are so afraid of being uh, added to the numbers of people who have died in, in recent weeks. Uh, so far in the United States, 132, 133,000 people. Um, our president said that if schools open back up, which he is pushing for, that uh, another 14,000 children could be lost to the virus. That is a scary, that's scary. That is a scary thought. 14,000 kids. So, yes. That would push an awful lot of people to get the vaccine. Who, uh, and if somebody wanted to do something terrible, they could with the vaccine for the coronavirus. I am not saying that that's an impossibility. I'm saying you have to consider the sources. If any time uh, that these types of thoughts become prevalent, you start looking at and you follow it, you follow those thoughts back to the original thought and you might find that it is entirely, entirely politically motivated. And it's like they're trying to uh, accuse Black Lives Matter of being a political organization when really it's just three words. It's Black Lives Matter. It, there's no person running under the Black Lives Matter party. There is no, uh, there's no, no set amount of people who say uh, Black Lives Matter and now all of a sudden they are becoming the president of the United States. Those things aren't happening. What really is happening is uh, it's being politicized by the adversaries of that thought. Those three words uh, make a thought. Black Lives Matter. Anybody who is contrary, who thinks contrary to that thought, to Black Lives Matter being something that is real, those people are pushing the narrative of these conspiracy theories. Same with COVID-19. Uh, the people who have politicized this disease, this illness, they are now pushing 
everything to the side to make it a, a political argument. If I wear a mask, that means that I'm a Democrat. No, it means I don't want to be sick. I got sick a few months ago and that was not pleasant. And if that was not coronavirus, I don't want no parts of her. <laughs> None. So there's that. Um, so we talked about Bill Gates. I do believe that Bill Gates, uh, he, something happened in Africa. And people ain't making this shit up. Uh, was it as, as sinister as we believe it is? I don't know. But something happened that made them people say, we don't want no parts of Bill Gates. And if that is the case, then yes, let's look into that even further. Let's try to explore exactly what went on. Maybe a full episode on what went on in, uh, in Africa to build that level of distrust in Bill and the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. As, as far as George Soros, you know, his name keeps popping up. I've heard of him uh, over a number of years now that everything that wrong that goes on in the whole world is his fault, it seems. And I wonder how much of that is anti-Semitism and how much of that is rich people throwing their money all over the place. So yes, you can trace their money to this place and that place here and there because they believe in what the person said to them in their, you know, up front and they don't really look into the underlying uh message that this group has, such as, uh, oh gosh, the QAnon group. The QAnon group. There are a crazy number of people who believe in uh, QAnon. <laughs> so that leads me to the question, what on earth what on earth is QAnon? <laughs> I am, um, I guess I'm going to tell you a little bit about QAnon. And, you know, if you have anything that you'd like to add, of course, you can always reach me, tcbytb at gmail.com. If you want to add anything to the conversation, or you can just leave a message here and I will get to it. Now, this is from CNN. Since its origin three years ago, QAnon has festered in the darker corners of the internet. Now the group's followers, who call themselves believers, have found a niche on social media and within the Republican Party. Now let me state this. I do not agree with the Republican Party, the people who are so, so far up in it that they cannot see anything except for making it political. I, I'm not a political person. I'm not a politician. I don't, I, I don't vote Democrat. I don't vote Republican. I just vote. So um, I know I come down hard on the Republican Party, but right now they're doing some stupid shit. Now, QAnon began as a single conspiracy theory, but its followers now act more like a virtual cult largely adoring and believing whatever disinformation the conspiracy community spins up. And that's what's really scary about QAnon is that there is no leader. 
the leader is like in the shadows. We don't ever get to see who started the QAnon movement. So it's really, it's a cult with no leader. And that's super scary because at least you can uh, take your cues from a group by what their leader is doing, but there is no leader. Okay, so um, his main conspiracy theories claim dozens of politicians and A-list celebrities work in tandem with governments around the globe to engage in child sex abuse. Now, followers also believe there is a deep, a deep state effort to annihilate President Donald Trump. And then, then some shit happens like the Jeffrey Epstein thing. So Jeffrey Epstein was a billionaire and a pedophile and he ran a trafficking ring. So once that happened and there, there is enough evidence to support that that is really what went on. Once that happened, it almost opens the door for anything else that a person says to be plausible because this crazy shit happened. And there was also another uh, incident and I will have to look more into when it was, but where there was um, an island right off, off of in Michigan somewhere and uh, a billionaire owned that island and he was trafficking young boys to that island. Um, that, because it happened, means that any of this other shit is possible because that's some unthinkable shit all by itself. I never thought that people would buy an island so that they can do nasty shit to children in peace. So because those things happened, because there was a Jeffrey Epstein, because that thing happened in Michigan, everything else has been made a little bit more credible. But uh, a deep state effort to annihilate President Donald Trump. Okay. President Donald Trump, by his own words, is a billionaire. That's yet to be proven until we see those tax returns. But for the time being, we can say President Donald Trump says he's an, a billionaire. President Donald Trump also was very friendly with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. But you mean to tell me that you can't put two and two together and say, oh, he's a billionaire. He hung around with Jeffrey Epstein. So thus, he might be part of this big child sex trafficking ring that we're so afraid of. No, they believe that Donald Trump is the savior, according to the QAnon cult. And then even so, even more so, uh, Trump, former Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn appeared to signal his support for the far right, far right QAnon conspiracy theory on the July 4th holiday by posting a video to his Twitter reciting an oath of duty that ends with a QAnon slogan. Now, the QAnon slogan is where we go one, we go all. And Michael Flynn recorded them, himself saying 
a bunch of shit concluding with where we go one, we go all. And uh, a lot of people believe that that was him uh, signifying his allegiance to QAnon. And that's kind of scary because the president himself has signaled his belief in some of the claims popularized by QAnon followers. And then he uses the knowledge of what these QAnon followers believe and what is important to them to trigger them. So he uses trigger words in his uh, tweets and in his speeches, stuff about anything about the Second Amendment, because some people scared to lose their guns. Anything about uh, shooting. He always makes a reference to shooting. Oh, it's like a shotgun blast to the face. Oh, he he shot himself when he did this or all this or all that. And I'm like, why is it always a violent uh, metaphor or simile that he uses? It's always a violent one. And it is always centered around shooting in the Second Amendment (laughs) and people, shadowy government figures coming for your guns. So this rhetoric mobilizes his base to protect him, the Second Amendment, and of course, their guns at any cost. And this has led to armed protesters storming state capitals and lone wolves threatening enemies of the president because Q, where we go one, we go all. Just last week, and this, this is a funny one, this is not really so scary. It's only scary because outside of this, this person was probably an upstanding law-abiding citizen. But last week, a woman attacked a display of face masks in Target. Now, she went to those uh, face masks and she just ripped the whole damn display down. And she said that the president and Q had given her this this mission. Now, I don't know if this lady was mentally ill, but this is just one example of a person being willing to to destroy property, possibly face jail time for these beliefs. Another example is the man who showed up at the pizza restaurant that is at the center of the Pizzagate conspiracies. Pizzagate will be an episode all all on her own because it's just so many layers to that foolishness. So Pizzagate, when I get on um, another conspiracy role, Pizzagate will be just Pizzagate all to itself. Uh, George Soros and Bill Gates all to themselves because they are very involved and layered conspiracy theories. But anyway, the Pizzagate guy, he was armed and he was looking for the basement of this pizza place where powerful pedophiles were said to buy and sell children on the black market. Now, upon arriving, he was shocked to find out that the building had no basement. There was no cabal of government officials and billionaires meeting there. It was just a pizza place. So he ends up, of course, uh, facing jail time as well, just like the lady at Target, for something that just turned out to be unsubstantiated. There was no truth to it. Are there powerful and rich people hiding and uh, making plans to traffic children? Yes, that's Monday night at Jeffrey Epstein's. 
<laughs> there are many more Jeffrey Epstein's out there, uh, even with the the uh, arrest of Jelaine um, Maxwell last week. There's still that this ain't the I you that's the tip. Excuse me. I just took me a lot to get that out. It's the fucking tip of the iceberg. There are so many more out there. But if we can come up with their buzzwords and if we can come up with their what they uh where they hang out and how they hide and all of these things, they wouldn't be very it is it's no perks to being rich if you can find them very easily. Look how many look how long it took to build the case and trap Jeffrey Epstein, get people who are not afraid to testify. Let's look at how long it took for him to face justice. We are looking at a, a, a similar amount of time before we know who the next Jeffrey Epstein is. So um, there are people out there who do believe these theories who do believe these conspiracies, who are willing to risk their lives for it. They are not being paid by the government. They are not being uh, uh, funded by a billionaire, Jeff, George Soros or, or Bill Gates. They are being simply told when they sit on their computer and they log into Facebook, because that's where they're getting a whole lot of this shit from is Facebook. When they sit at their computer and they log into Facebook, they are getting fed this rhetoric and they are carrying it on for free. So before you believe a conspiracy theory that tells you that your people, black people, allies to black people, the only way that they would be out there fighting for this cause is if they were getting paid. Think about how many people out here fighting for this QAnon cause and we don't even know where it started. They are not being paid, but they are willing to hinge their entire life, their entire fate on what these conspiracy theories say. Now, I have talked and talked and talked. So what I'm going to do for a just a moment is uh, I'm going to go ahead and, well, let's see. I'm gonna go ahead and open seats. If anybody is out here and they want to come in and let their voice be heard on what we talked about today, I am opening seats in just a second. Just a second. That's what I really need here. I really need a helper. <laughs> I got a, a niece who uh, she would probably be an excellent producer for this show. So I'm going to open the seats now. I don't know if anybody has been hanging out with me today. If not, you will catch this episode next week on, uh, on uh, the the podcast version of Sinister Silhouettes. And while I'm waiting to see if anybody's going to come in, I am going to tell you about this week's sponsor for this live stream episode. And um, the, the name of the sponsor is Indie Drop-In. They do 
a true crime podcast. They do comedy and others when they uh they'll take one of our episodes. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it to make sure I'm saying everything I'm supposed to, just like I'm supposed to say it. <laughs> Okay, so True Crime by Indie Drop In is a podcast that features episodes from independent true crime creators. Each week you'll explore a different aspect of the true crime genre. You'll hear episodes about serial killers, violence, conspiracies, celebrities, white collar, and much, much more. And you'll hear uh, creators from all over the world, including an episode from me. So the episode that I submitted was the heartbreaking case of Angie Hausman. And yes, you can go to Indie Drop In. Uh, go over to my website because I definitely have the uh, the link to join the website, I mean, to, to check out Indie Drop-In on my webpage at tcbytb.com. I'll also leave it uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and somewhere here. I guess I should have put it over here, but not now. <laughs> so um, search for True Crime Indie, Indie Drop-In, in your favorite app, and then you, or you can click the link when you get over to my webpage. So thank you, Indie Drop-In, for sponsoring today's episode. And with that, I think that I have given enough time for anybody who wanted to come in and hang out with me. I've given them an, op an opportunity to do so. Doesn't look like I'm got, I've got much of a crowd today. So I am going to prepare to sign off. Next week, uh, next week, I'm going to donate a lot of time to the uh, to my mailbag. And I, I honestly right now don't have my mail. But when you see this logo next week, you'll know that I'm pulling out my mailbag. Any mail that I've gotten on uh, via social media or uh, email or however I get it. However, you guys want to reach up, reach out to me. I am going to be sharing my uh, my mailbag with you all. And with that, I am going to uh, I'm going to prepare to shut the feed down, unless I'm going to give it about five or six most seconds here to see if anybody is going to pop on. Yes. So, oh, also, if you have any uh, ideas for future episodes, things that you would like to discuss when we come back next week, send me an email. 
let me know exactly what you want to discuss. Tell me the topic and I can do some research and we can chat it up. Yeah, now because I know that I'm here by myself, I'm doing stuff that I probably should have done earlier. <laughs> but right now I am uh, I am going to cut out of here right there at the bottom of the screen. You will see visit tcbytb.com for blogs, sources, merch and more. You can also subscribe to Sinister Silhouettes wherever podcasts are served. And on that note, I am going to cut up out of here. Thank you once again for joining me this week. And next week, a little bit more streamlined, I'm sure, because I will be a little bit more used to trying to multitask over here with putting my screens up. I think I'm going to like doing it like this. I honestly do. Giving me this whole talk show vibe. (laughs) So with that, thank you so much for visiting, hanging out with me. I will catch all of you next week. And until then, stay the hell out the shadows. Peace. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.